Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Spiritual Unity Radio Network. A station dedicated to the concept that all manifestations of the divine are equally valid. Join Reverend Terry Power HP, Robin McKean, and all the hosts for programming covering a wide range of spiritual topics. Right here on Blog Talk Radio. where we have the freedom to think about life without judgment. We take a look at society, we examine it, and we allow for the possibility of something new, something different. And now, here's your host, Alan Ritter. Welcome, everyone, and it is the beginning of May 2020, and my guest tonight uh, saw the opportunity um, a month or so ago and or have been had their eyes on Earth Day, the 50th Earth Day, the 50th anniversary of the first Earth Day. And they said, hey, we have, we have to do something. And then the pandemic came along and uh, none, no, there would be no getting together. So Dave Miller and Cheryl Glover of Touch Mother Earth are joining me tonight. Welcome, Dave. Welcome, Cheryl. Hi, Alan. Hey, Alan. And uh, what did what what was the process where you basically looked at the situation and said, "Okay, we're we're not going to walk away. We're going to do something." Well, the quick backstory is that we put together a festival once a year, and Cheryl and I came down to Florida for our honeymoon with the idea that we'd be planning a festival for September. And then the quarantine, the stay-at-home, everything hit us all at once. And I saw an article that said the 50th year 
of Earth Day is going to have to be virtual. And it really hit me because the whole point of Earth Day is to gather in the parks, maybe plant a tree, start your garden, everything that's, you know, earth-friendly, people do river cleanups, etc. And the realization that we weren't going to be able to meet really hit home. And I said to Cheryl, we need to come up with a way to keep this going because people are really sad. They're not able to meet. You know, they're already missing normal events. And I said, let's do a, a virtual festival. Why can't we do it online? Other people are going live with their music. And we were a little bit familiar with Zoom. And Cheryl said, well, why make it one day? Let's let's make it you know, we looked at the calendar, it was a Wednesday, and we thought, the first thought was, oh, well, people don't do things on Wednesday. And then we realized we don't really have a big difference between one day and another, except maybe what's on TV or something. So we decided to take the chance and do it for five days. And our initial thought was, you know, we'll plan a couple activities each day with the focus being Earth-centered on Earth Day, and we'd see how it works. Well, the response was overwhelming. We had people that wanted to sign up for every possible time slot we had, you know, from 7 in the morning until midnight or 1 in the morning. And so we quickly learned we got a a scheduling calendar, and we ended up with half-hour slots so that everybody could start their program. Every 30 minutes would be a new slot. And if you think about it for a moment, kind of like a calendar, a doctor's office would say, okay, you know, we've got an appointment for 6.30 p.m., and the next patient would come in for 7 p.m. But the goal here was it's more like a TV station where you could be watching something at 6.30, but maybe it lasts for an hour. And if at 7 you were bored or you didn't like it or, you know, you saw something else you wanted at 7 o'clock, you could change the channel. So effectively, we were one big virtual TV station that ended up having 160 presentations. Yeah, and that was, uh, you know, that was an incredible experience for us on a number of different levels. Um, Our first motivation, besides Earth Day, was to get everybody noted because here is a new economy that people can approach they can embrace it. And a lot of people didn't know how to embrace that new economy, which where we are home, we need to get noted, we need to use media in a different way, and we don't need to rely on the big economy that says this is what you shall watch. Instead, we let everybody to be as creative as can be and take responsibility for their own production and it, the magic came together. It was just literally magic how things, um, people signed up and people took their crafts to such a higher level to show the world that the new economy is out there. There's new people there. There's new artists. There's new 
um, psychics and spiritual teachers and psychological teachers and and uh, yoga teachers. So we embraced both mind, earth, mind, body, and spirit, and everybody kind of got came together. So also joining us. Go ahead. Ah, one of the things that was really nice was you find people they've had this hidden talent or they've wanted to have an audience. You know, basically their soapbox and a chance to address something that concerning them or that they felt that they have they want to share and. They could take up any of the slots and 25 or 30 minutes have an audience. And the audience might be people they invited, but it would be the general population that was attending the five days. And so people who never felt comfortable renting a yoga studio or some other space now had the space to do it, and they got to do it in their own comfort of their own living room and it did take some learning. Uh, they had to get Zoom on their phone or their computer. And some people went all out. We had one woman who went and bought professional mics and stands and set everything up for her sound healing and tested it in advance so that she knew everything would work and you know, made sure the backdrop looked good. And then created her own Facebook business page as a result. So there were a lot of side effects of this, the behind-the-scene planning, but the end result, the people who took themselves to a higher professional level is just amazing. So uh, one of yeah, the it, presenters... Oh, go, go ahead, uh, Cheryl. No, it's go, go ahead, Alan. Go So one of the presenters and the founder of Earth School, of which I am a part, is also on the line, and I'd just like to bring her on live. Hi, Santa. How are you? Hi. I'm great. Thanks for inviting me Hi, Santa. Hi. Well, thank you for participating. Yeah. You want to tell quickly, you you had uh, the ability to do three unique events as part of it. You want to share briefly what each one were? Oh well, with every I did I did do three things, and they were three quite different from one another, which I liked to show some of the different range of kinds of things that we do um, as part of Earth School. I took everyone on a garden tour which I know you enjoyed since you've been down in Florida for some period of time, and here it was in the Northeast. And um, So we went on a garden tour. That was fun. That did push my envelope um, in terms of um, including videos with a PowerPoint, with a Zoom call, and getting all the different piece, puzzle pieces working um, for that presentation. And I also shared the daily 3M class that we do, morning movement and meditation. Um, And some new people came and have been continuing to come to that class, so I'm really happy about that. And then the last one was a a how-to-do-it workshop, how to grow an indoor salad garden, a homegrown indoor salad garden on your windowsill with different kinds of sprouts. 
So that was fun, too. Yeah, they were good. What did you learn in terms of putting together each of the events? Because I know that PowerPoint must have taken some challenge and time there. It did take a fair amount of time. I've I've done PowerPoints before, and I really enjoy putting them together because it helps with the thread of the conversation that I want to have, and it helps me be both spontaneous but also organized. Um, but I had never done one including videos before, so that was good. And I, um, I don't know. I've been a teacher for a long time, and so organizing content to present in front of a group of people is something I've had years of experience doing. But um, doing it virtually and with so many different pieces of technology integrated um, was the sort of the edge, the new level that I went to, and including the videos. And having someone else take the photographs of me doing the things so that, or of the garden, so that I could... Um, show be be seen was also a new edge for me so for and also all your not- scheduling and and at, was also a new edge too all your your way of including the scheduling and being part of a larger conference and the conversations that you and I had to get it all to plug into your very complicated system yeah well, we definitely had to learn on the fly. And mm-hmm. one thing for for people who do want to see her events, we will try to have them up on our website, which is touchmotherearth.com. And from there is a link to the archives, which brings you to touchmotherearth.org. And we hope to include as many of the 160 events as possible. Um, you, you surprised me because I had never seen a slow motion video or a time lapse video and it definitely gave the feeling like we were in walking your garden so i thank you for that yeah it was really fun to push play and have the plant the wind blowing and the plants moving it was it really did feel very very alive and yet have the backbone of structure so it, it i was pleased with the result yeah and your first event, the actual garden tour, took place on Earth Day, which was one of the goals that I had shared with Cheryl was let's take people who are cooped up in their houses because just a few days before there had been snow up in Ithaca and I think over in uh, Bangor, PA, if I remember. You may have had some snow. So mm-hmm. we to be did, able to yeah. Show people. <laughs> yeah, so to be able to take people out and see what flowers were in bloom and, and give us a sense of perspective um, was very good. And then your salad garden, especially, is one of those helpful things that people can use year round. And you made it very simple. You gave them different options on how to do it. So thank you again for that. Yeah, and today I went out and I made a lot of herbal vinegar and some pickles of dandelion buds. I had never thought of that, but I read it somewhere and I gave it a try. So following up on some of those plants that were in that video, and now really that was like a lead-in to me for the year, for this season as we come into the spring, 
to um, really stay connected and go deeper into learning a lot about the different plants. And when Earth School comes again, hopefully we'll be able to make some of those things with them, with the different edible and useful plants that are just growing wild here. Yeah. Well, you know, this is the kind of thing which things like Facebook Live and Zoom and, and even photographs or video uh, taken in advance, these things can be used year-round so that we can use it as a teaching tool for, for people who, you know, don't have access uh, to come and see it in person. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah. That's true. So it wasn't without challenges. I, I will say that my experience with Zoom prior to this was limited to being a, a participant where I just simply either dialed in a number or clicked on a link and I was led into the the meeting and then I shared what I did. And the nice thing about Zoom is you can choose to simply be a listener. You don't have to have your camera on. You don't have to have a microphone on. Or you can be a very active participant and share your own screen, uh, be able to, you know, give feedback, take notes. There's a chat section for comments. And the whole thing gets recorded so that, you know, if you miss it or you want to catch up on something you weren't sure you understood, you can go back and listen to it. So I do think that Zoom is a very good platform in that respect. Um, It wasn't without some bugs because even ourselves, uh, Cheryl and I have our own offices, which are about 15 feet apart, and trying to have two microphones on caused feedback, and we had to learn how to, you know, placement of the microphone, et cetera, took, took a little learning curve. And then also just the idea that we were monitoring the board. Usually Cheryl was the host and I was the co-host so that we could both monitor things, but it still takes, you know, it takes some learning to get used to it. And then as far as the participants, people out in, uh, you know, the audience land, they, first they had to get Zoom on their phone or their computer, and we provided the link in various aspects, but people didn't realize it wasn't something you just pushed the button and it was ready to go. You had to download it first and recognize it and then know where to go for it and then once you clicked on the link then yes it automatically answered and people would forget sometimes that they're on camera so they didn't realize what might be in the background or extra noises like an air conditioner or the refrigerator going on or a truck driving by so there was that aspect uh you know we had seen it coming we had watched the country music awards where each of the artists was performing from their house. And one of the beauties was you might be seeing uh, a gentleman on guitar with one of his kids in the background and the dog was sitting there with them, and it was made you feel like you were in their house. It was really nice. So I did like that, uh, that level. And that, of course, Zoom allows you to give feedback, either verbally or written. Now, Facebook Live is a whole other aspect because with Facebook Live, it's one directional. It's more like you're watching a TV program, although you do have the ability to make comments, which can be answered 
after the fact or if you can get close enough to your screen, maybe respond. We know of uh, music concerts where somebody might type in a request for a song and, and if they saw it, they'd say, oh, yeah, we could do that one, and then they'd play that song. Now, it was interesting no how... Um, it was also interesting how forgiving the audience was. I know in, you know, we kicked it off and I uh, did a Qigong uh, ceremony where we touched the roots of the trees and of the earth and everything. And one of our cameras had wind going in it and sound and people were laughing and everything else. But, you know, the audience took it at a very peaceful level. They knew that there were things that are going to happen that were not, you know, professionally organized or as much as we could professionally organize it, and things happened. And time and time again, we kept seeing that, you know, things would, would go. But it was a learning lesson, especially for us. We, we're quarantined in Florida and not in New Jersey where we have the room to work where our offices are then, you know, 500 feet apart. Um, And so some of those challenges, time after time, performer and presenter really stepped up for them and audiences were so forgiving. The feeling of love and the feeling of acceptance is part of what this five days produced. And I thought that Very was true. just a beautiful and, thing. And I would, I would like to interject that uh, Daniel has also joined us. Well, very good. Hi, Daniel. If we, um, before we start, okay. if we could ask whoever is using the pots and pans in the kitchen if they could not. I think it's Santa. Yes, it is. Craig's washing the dishes. I'll go to a different place. So, Daylene, you were part of our event, and then you were also just part of another 24-hour marathon event. What did you see in terms of behind the scenes, the production? And Well, hi, everybody. Nice to be here. Good to connect again with everybody. Yeah, um, I've come off a bunch of different events, all crammed within a two-, three-week period of time of all different I guess, technical levels of requirement, I guess, to, to say, <laughs> for lack of a better term. Um, yeah, I mean, I helped Dave, and I offered a nice, um, you know, offering for his wonderful event, the five-day Touch Mother Earth Festival. And then Chelsea had a, a central yoga yoga love fest at a PA for just a day, and I was able to do something for that. And then in between all that, for the last three weeks, I've been in the trenches doing a lot of back-and-forth um, with video and audio with the, you know, the call to unite another organization all again about just trying to get people connected and help others. And Maria Shriver's brother, Tim Shriver is kind of one of the spearheading founders of that. So it was pretty, one of the biggest things I've been involved with in a very long time. Um, so the technical demands were, were intense just because they had a, a creative company, you know, that was part of developing all this content and all these segments from talks to different people, first responders, healthcare workers. There were some, some, some celebrities and there were some, you know, musicians and artists. Josh Groban did something. So it was interesting to watch how, just how they were able to kind of seamlessly get everything kind of ordered, ordered in a way so that it just continuously would stream for 24 hours. And that's kind of above my, my brain capacity. 
Um, but just for what I had to do, the differences between, you know, just the setting up of a, a Facebook live stream, which again, as Dave, you know, was, was saying, it's like, yeah, there's a certain authenticity to it where you just kind of set up a decent, you know, the iPhone seems to have a decent camera. And I think like the, the nine, the 10 and the 11, you know, if you use that and get the, the lighting right, you know, if you, and right, if you get it at the right distance from the sound source that you're trying to capture, you can get a, a really great, you know, pretty balanced presentation, which is what I did for Dave's thing, because it is just you know, trying to figure out what's going to be the easiest way to do this. So, yeah, you run as they were as, um, as, as I'm sorry, I'm so tired. <laughs> I've like four hours of sleep for the past few days. But, yeah, you, you have to test the levels and you have to do these trial and error things to just so you're not distorting, right? And you record it and you listen back if you're sound, especially if, it's, you know, if you're doing amplification. You know, you have to just kind of go back and forth and test levels so you get a good level that's being picked up by the phone camera audio thing, right? So that it'll, it'll stream in, in a relative balanced way. Um, and, you know, and I did the same kind of thing for Chelsea's event. Um, I was going to try to pre-record some stuff, but I had no time. Like I wanted to do a whole like nutrition thing and, and I did a little bit, but you know, there was just no time. I was sandwiching three projects all within a three week period of time to just kind of figure out what to do. And the demands of the call to unite were, were arduous. It was like 13 hour days for three weeks, just getting the segments together back and forth. And it was when you're dealing with that level of production, you know, they, they have an idea of what the segment would be like the one, if you saw it or you, you heard about it, I was able to do this thing with these orphans in Africa where we timed the footage where they were singing my song and it was really beautiful. And, and it came out, they replayed it because in the first round they, they, they loaded up the, the wrong clip. They just had me playing without the kids. And so like everybody in the production is like, Oh geez. <laughs> and you, and you hear all the people in the background, like, Oh my God, like where are the kids? And so they had to go back and, and reinsert the right footage. And so, you know, things happen. I mean, you know, it's no big deal, but it was just, it's the level, it's just a high, I don't know how they do it. It's the level of stress, right? And like higher bar of perfection. It's like, I don't know. And not that it wasn't authentic. It was very authentic. And it was a very meaningful intention to try to really, you know, get that kind of, that much content in a 24 hour period of time. But from a technical perspective, yeah, I, I had my work cut out for me because, you know, it required a lot of back and forth where we had to kind of almost like, act out different scenarios because we weren't really clear on what we wanted. You know, we, we knew we wanted to do something with the kids and have them back and forth singing with my song, but it was just like, wow. All right. So how do we do this? Cause I'm not in Africa. And the hard part, as you know, right, right. Dave and um, Cheryl, right. Cheryl, right. My, yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah, sorry. I, I'm, I, I don't have my, my, my brain with me. I'm, I'm just, I'm holding on. Um, it's it, so you have to pretend that you're in the room with the kids because the hard part with live streaming, and as I'm sure Dave and Cheryl can um, can attest, and anybody else who's, who's done it, um, when you try to zoom with any type of um, collaborative live situation, you know there's all these latency issues with with the internet. You know if you're close to each other, proximity in the same town, or maybe you know, maybe a couple counties over, you might be able to get quicker latency. But, you know, the minute you get out of, like, a 100-mile radius, it, it, people, you just get beat off the beat. Like, it's almost like they're hearing you a beat later than what you're playing, and, and it's this whole latency thing. And, and there's equipment for that. It's, like, thousands of dollars of equipment you can use to kind of self-correct the latency to try to pull off a live performance musically. Music is always a tough thing to do um, in some of a live stream, especially, you know, I'm out in kind of rural Pennsylvania right now, so, you know, I'm still operating on a very, you know, 
mid-range strength 4G, um, you know, uh, uh, hotspot. So, you know, it does good with, like, talking on the laptop, but when you want to do, like, music stuff, you know, sometimes you have to you have to practice it, pre-record it, and then a lot of times at the bigger level, that's what they do. They're, 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 their sessions are pre-recorded, and they collaborate, and they uh, send them back and forth. Like that way, too. You know, sometimes you have to, you have to practice. Hold on a second here. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's all I got. Well, like you were saying, when we were going into this, prior to the event itself, people were wanting to do a drum circle on Zoom. And you can't do it because my signal goes up to a satellite tower, comes down to you, and... Like you said, I'm on the on beat, and you're hearing it when I'm on the off beat, and then you try to yeah. join to me, and it's just a mishmash of sound at that point. It sounds so it like we're all work, falling but... down. <laughs> and yes, there is equipment, but you know what? The thing that was nice about this was the simplicity, because Cheryl and I yeah. basically put it together on a shoestring. We did buy... Um, a windscreen microphone and we we ordered a webcam that didn't come but that's okay we managed but you know because of the simplicity and uh things that were not in your control some of the most magic happened and one of the examples was we were doing belly laughter drum and dance and we are sitting there and right in the middle of it one of the ducks that lives couple hundred feet from her house decided to come and visit and got on camera and thought I had food in my hand and it was just a beautiful moment that you can't plan for and another example was during that same drumming we had some of the neighbors came out and all of a sudden we realized they had taken out their phones and they were catching us live and they didn't necessarily know that we were doing a live broadcast but it was an honor to have an audience right, you know, socially way distant from us. And then the third one was we had planned for this great drumming outside as part of the closing day. And about an hour and a half before, boom, came the rain, massive thunder, lightning. And we realized we were going to have to do this inside. And we have people living on top of us. So we figured the best way was to go out on our enclosed porch, which we did. And in the middle of it, well, towards the end of it, we hear a big knock on the door and the property manager and the, the neighbor who lives upstairs were outside like, what are you guys doing? And we said, we're live, we're live on TV. Do you want to come in? And they all got scared and kind of went away, but we had to stop. <laughs> so, <laughs> now Cheryl had what really good oh, moments. Cause she, uh, so, uh, I need to uh, do a break here, so sure. I'm going to play play a few things, and then we can get back into this discussion. Okay. Thank you. The Spiritual Unity Radio Network is proud to welcome new programming to our station. Beginning May 5th, Terry and Robin Power of the Ujvala Ayurveda and Yoga Center present... Ujvala Radio. Ujvala is a Sanskrit word meaning love and passion. At Ujvala Ayurveda and Yoga Center, we are here to support you on your journey as you become your own hero. 
to bring you into balance. Join Robin A. Power, Certified Holistic Health Coach, and Reverend Terry E. Power, Certified Reiki Master, live every Tuesday evening at 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time on Ujvala Radio. We will explore the wellness and healing practices of India, Ayurvedic medicine, yogic techniques of movement, meditation, and breathing, along with self-care and ancient practices that have proven effective for thousands of years. Tune in on Tuesdays and learn about Ujvala, the passion and love within each of us.
back to an emerging forest on the Spiritual Unity Radio Network. We hope everyone was able to stretch their legs and get a drink. And now, back to Alan. Welcome back, everyone, and I will expeditiously get everybody back in. And there's also a new caller uh, from uh, 821-3638. Who is this, please? Oh, Christina. Sorry, I'm just listening. (laughs) Oh, that's cool. No problem. I'll just put you you back on uh, on listen. (laughs) Thank you, Christina. So, uh, take take it away. (laughs) Well, Dalian, people know you as 13 Hands. I know we introduced you as Daniel, but um, musically, people know you as 13 13 Hands, and and you you actually came to us, our very first Touch Mother Earth in 2016, and followed through for the three years, and then Shell and I took a break while we were courting one another and I moved and and we went forward with the idea of doing one this year and now of course everything's on hold it's probably not likely we'll be doing one in September so we can always look forward to June of 2021 but I have to say your live performance for us with your backdrop and everything it made those who saw you in the barn feel like we were back you really gave us the feeling like we were sitting in your living room for a live broadcast, live, live concert. So I thank you for that. Oh, you know, you're welcome. I mean, it's like I said, Dave, we've known each other a long time and, um, and I'm glad, you know, we were able to, to launch it there. And it was nice, you know, to be on that land that is historically a magical place and has right, been an anchor for, for over two, three decades of just various spiritual events and, festivals what was it what was it the kindred spirits fair fair was that what it was for a while before? yeah that's where we first met you you were on board then like 15 years ago yeah and so yeah so it's it, it was nice because of just the history of the land and the energy and again just the intention of trying to to bring a new version of a spiritual gathering together on that land and so yeah i mean all the three years were kind of uniquely beautiful in the barn with the concept but the first one yeah it was just well you know how i am i've been had this a long time and I just, you know, kirtan and chanting and interactive singing and song is just all about creating community, you know, with music and with a drumming circle and doing that too. So it's like we all use our music as a, as a way to encourage people to feel part of it as opposed to performing or playing at them. And that's the big differentiation because when people feel included and you can really hold that space for everybody to feel comfortable to open their voice or, you, you know, move their hand, do dance play drum and you know there's a lot of self-consciousness that is healed and people feel comfortable and safe and vulnerable to you know some people don't like the sound of their voice so there's so many different emotional healing levels with, with the work that we're all doing so yeah I mean, we those moments you know in the barn were just absolutely magical so yeah and i think how did affected it feel all how did it feel performing but not actually having an audience that you could hear clap and give you that response back, sing along, et cetera? You know, that's an interesting question because, you know, for so many of us, right, we were used to just being, you know, we've all had to kind of stop the live events, the workshops, the concerts, the talks, 
you know, I'm a Gemini. So I'm a, I just love to be, hey, how's everybody doing, like, you know, in front of people. And, and you know, I, I could adapt pretty quickly to different circumstances. You know my backstory of, of curing my endocrine system and all the crazy health struggles I went through to not die. And, you know, and I fixed myself. And so it's like even with the pandemic, and you know about the fire nearly five years ago, and I've been mobily living and working for five years through the grace and goodness of everybody in our community in seven states with yoga. So when this pandemic hit, yeah, it definitely was like, ah, that's no big deal. I mean, you know, I'm not being insensitive or disrespectful. I've, I've lost some friends, and I know many of us have had people we've known or have lost friends of friends or relatives of friends. And so I'm not trying to dismiss it or be insensitive. I'm just saying I've been through a lot. And, you, and Dave, you know my story for the most part. So this is just another a process of seeing it from a spiritual lens that like, this is, this is, you know, mother earth or whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, a virus has forced us to put the brakes on. Now it's just a question of, are you going to slow down and listen? Are we going to listen to what it's trying to show us each, everybody's getting a different you know lesson from this. So making the adjustment, especially for this project with uh, the Tim Shriver's Unite organization. Yeah, it was, it was, it was work because you had to really, it's almost like when you set an intention, you really had to kind of go inside. And like, I guess I, I don't act. I mean, I, you know, you've seen my Instagram stuff. I can kind of do some goofy skits and things. My, did you see my Darth Vader Earth Day thing? Sure, sure. I do, I do yeah. it on Facebook, but yeah. But that's the thing. It's you, like trying to find joy. I, to me, it's just an extension of joy. And even though, right, nobody's there and nobody can see you, I guess it's something I don't act, but I guess how actors draw on emotion, right, and memory and different tools that they draw on to imagine that scenario that there's people there. And I think if you are coming from love and the intention, right, of joy and spreading happiness, maybe, yeah, I think it, it took me a bit, but I think, I, I, especially because I have to talk to my college students now, I'm, I'm teaching 200 students because our semester was interrupted and every, every college went online. I'm like, how am I going to teach yoga online? <laughs> I'm like, I can't see anybody. And, you know, it is, it's, but I think when you find it's the same, it's the same passion, it's the same love, it's the same joy that even though you can't see them, you just, you know, in your heart, you, I don't know, it's some, I'm sure you figured out how to do it. And, and Cheryl, you just, you make a switch and you just know if you're coming from that purity of, of love, you, you'll, you'll make the adjustment, even though, yeah, I'm not going to deny that I don't miss being, you know, in the live setting with my work, but if this is the way, what it's got to be for a while or it is what it is. And so with the, the Unite thing, working with the kids in Africa, yeah, I mean, I had pictures of them. I watched videos. I had to really have them in my heart. I even, when I was, um, you couldn't see it, but when I was playing my parts, I, I had a picture of them taped to my chest on my heart <laughs> underneath my shirt, you know? And, you know, anything that just kind of helped me put myself, right, you know, in that, that space of intention to sh- create this joy. And for them, they loved it. I mean, this is a chance for them to, to be seen, right? They're, they're living in an orphanage and they have over 60 kids and they really just had this wonderful opportunity to express themselves and, and feel empowered. So knowing that, right, when you know that in the back of your mind, it kind of helps, you know, to help you really find the right focus and the energy so that you can, you know, present your thing live through the, through the computer, through the phone, with that, same, with that same connection, you know, that hopefully people will feel on the other end. When you described the, the picture, putting it next to your heart, I imagine the parents that do a little monologue for their baby, you know, their one-year-old baby or their one-month or one-day-old baby, and 
saying that, you know, I love you, you're in this world, and knowing that that child may not see it for a long, long time. They may not even see it until the parent dies or something. So, yeah, yeah, you just have to imagine that your audience is there. And I have to say the creativity of uh, the different people, even if they taught, uh, some people taught the same class more than once, but they took a different approach each time as if they had a different audience. Yeah, it's, it's it was, really just... It was, it was one thing that gave us the best vibe was the fact that people did respond. They either responded in the event or they texted us or chatted on Messenger or in the Zoom, you know, who showed up, their comments. All those things told us that what we were doing was totally in the right direction. Uh, people who are, were depressed, there were people that are really going through some hard isolation right now. And the fact that they could hear the voices of their friends, you know, in, in chorus, you know, feel like we were there in that room at the, at that moment, even though it was virtual really gave us such a positive that we did the right thing. Yeah. But you, you created such a great foundation and community from the first three. So, when you launched this online version of it, people were like, yeah, I mean, just touch Mother Earth. When you say it, anybody who's been to any of them, it, you know, everybody's had like a good, good experience. So that, that's in our cells, right? That's in our, that memory, that muscle memory DNA thing. So there, you've branded a great, you know, grassroots foundation. So with the, the online presentation, everyone's like, oh, yeah, so you know, there was. And so there, the memory and the energy is still there and, and the love from where it's coming from. And then now it's just a, it's just a different experience for, for now or whatever it needs to be. Well, thank you. And the word virtual is so important here because we had people tell us that they literally felt they were like, they were at a festival. They went from one right. room to another and they felt like they could feel they were outside at a festival going from tent to tent. That's nice. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> it, it, it was, was also good that a lot of the people that have been presenters and performers were willing to do this. And this, this whole event was for free. You know, we didn't, we, we, we do have on our webpage uh, uh, PayPal donation button that people can put to help us towards the production company because we would like to get the equipment and whatever is necessary so that we can do this even when we can socially gather. There's no reason we can't stream a live concert that's happening in the sanctuary in Middletown but being heard in Japan or Australia which is where some of our presenters gave back to us. It was so cool to have people sign up and being willing to perform from their space in another continent and their friends or new friends, uh, you know, got to hear it. And of course it being recorded and now on our archives or YouTube, which we have listings, they'll be able to enjoy it yet again. 
Yeah, we, we actually went around the clock because a lot of people don't know. We, we were having performances, you know, 1, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, and again at 6 a.m., 7 a.m. Literally, we went around the globe, and I think that was just such an incredible experience for all of us to be part of that. Yeah, imagine somebody who's 12 hours time difference doing a performance at noon their time, but it's midnight our time, we're up and we can enjoy singing bowl meditation, which would be their day break. And for us, it would be our evening break, you know, late evening. And the people... Can we have presentations from Israel even? And around the globe. Yeah. And we also had some in Spanish. We had a meditation in Spanish and we had a, a talk about angels that was given in Spanish where the background information was in English, but the talk was in Spanish. We were able to hit a wider audience. In fact, go ahead, Cheryl. So, um, Damien, uh, tell us about the, the bigger presentation that you just did with Oprah and the 24 hours, you know, um, the donations and everything that you were just a part of. Yeah, I'm still kind of coming down. I finally got like 11 hours sleep after just being up for about 20 of the 24 hours. Um, but like I said, I, I can't, from my experience, from my perspective and my perception, the people and the teams were some of the kindest, most professional people I've worked with. And like I said, everybody was accommodating. And I'm kind of a nerd because I really had very technical questions. And when the creative team, the video production team said, oh, you must, all right, you know what you're doing. I go, yeah, I do this. I want to make sure that we're on the same page technically so I can do a good job for you. So that I love that geeking stuff out, like geeking with the audio and the video and the capturing and the mixing and then swapping out the audio. I, I, I love that. That's just that's like a Rubik's Cube thing for me. And so when you're talking the same language and you meet these types of professionals, it, it just sets a nice rapport because everybody's committed to the, you know, everybody's committed to, to the common goal of, of creating a nice segment. And, you know, and, and the whole intention is I got to know people and learn about backstory of Unite and, and learn more about their intention. It's really, they're really no different than you, you and Dave. It's like we're trying to make a difference. We're trying to get people to, you know, gently awaken to an understanding that we are interdependent and that every system on this planet is working in synchronicity and integrated functioning with one another. And so this whole shift of consciousness to, to respect, you know, the earth and people and, and the way that we can collaborate and contribute to each other's, you know, abundance and ability to sustain ourselves is, you know, it's not, it's not rocket science, but it, it's, you know, we all know it, it's all working through the different stages of healing the ego so that we see each other truly as brothers and sisters here, just having a hundred year lease on the planet until we, we pay, we pay it forward and leave and pass off the baton to the next, <laughs> to the next generation. So, you know, seeing and meeting some very, very conscious people as well, just, you know, and then, like I said, getting in the trenches with the production of really the hard work. I mean, I was just one, well, I, I did two segments and, but the, my one segment where I introduced myself and then I did a flute meditation and I did a very like, softer version. I don't know if it made it to the broadcast. It's on the website. But, you know, when you're dealing with, like, things that are live, right, a lot of the talks like Oprah and then you had Ariana Huffington and, you know, and, and so, you know, and I'm not even going to, you know, comment on that. But the thing is, when things are live, it, sometimes people, they just keep talking. And, and then, you know, then you're dealing with trying to create a schedule, a schedule and a structure 
and then things kind of get thrown off, and so then you have to extend the time, or then you have to potentially cut certain things. I mean, you know, I watched all the different facets of uh, of production and, and launching something like this, and you know, and, and I'm not complaining about it. I'm not judging it. I thought it was fantastic. I mean, I can't even imagine the amount of work going on the night of to just make sure all the right segments were loaded up right and everything was uh, going back and forth with the team technically. And I mean, I know it was going on right up until the day of, like with the back and forth and all the, everybody staying up like 20 hours a day, right into the event, like, you know, just watching all of that and hearing and, and staying in tune with my people who were part of, um, who the reason why I got into this thing. So I, I'm just completely in complete gratitude and, and awe of the level of commitment. You know, it's the same commitment as what you're doing. It's just it's a different it's a different commitment in terms of the demand. It's just it's a high. I mean, when you've got a 300 person video worldwide global production team to help you do this, that's a, you know, come on, that's a different animal. But the essence of the commitment, I felt, was still very very beautiful and very very pure. Even though it, it kicked my butt, I mean, it really. But like I said earlier, I needed. We're all been like alone and just trying to stay focused and. And, and clear and, 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 and trusting in the process. And it was nice to be in a project for three weeks for 13 hours a day. You know, that, that helped me. And, and, um, and I learned so much. I've learned so much just about, again, how to just continually refining how to do all this online stuff and, and be creative with it and, and make it feel authentic and, and human. One thing that we have learned, you know, first you don't always – if, if you're doing something in isolation, you don't necessarily know how good you look on camera or if the sound is good quality, et cetera, until you see it afterwards. And then you learn from that experience and you'll be able to, you know, refine it. It, it is very different if you have a production company that can work in the background. Yeah. But at the same time, like you said, there were probably people that had a 15-minute segment and ended up going 20 or 22 minutes and now the next person, you don't want to bump them. So kind of what I said to Cheryl at one point was, you're like a quarterback who's juggling. Yeah. So you've got the, the essence of the, jung- of the quarterback having to make split-minute decisions, and then the juggling because while we were live, people would be, you know, the screen would pop up and the, the chat would say, I can't find you, or where is it? I need the link. And we're thinking we had done everything possible in the background to make it as easy for people. <laughs> but we learned that, you know, we had one person who we just kept saying, you just click on the link. What do you mean? Just click it. You know, it, it'll go on. Trust me. I think I did that 30 times the first day. People kept texting me. How do I do this? Click it. Well, that's, that's, that's what it is. Like that's the perfect example of I you know knowing that you were going through that kind of stuff with just helping people you know to the links you're managing like a a big um like a board of lights and you're just trying to like 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 the almost like the old what's the older days when we um the telephone operators right you just punch it in the the plugs to connect all the phone calls the phone calls into the central operator and they're plugging in all the wires to connect the call yeah. like in the old so yeah I mean no different than what was going on here? It's just the same thing, just different processes involved. And it's, it's just high intensity. So it's, a, it's very stressful on, on some level, you know, depending on your, your personality type. And, and we yeah. did not sleep very much at all because we wanted to be up <laughs> as early to catch, you know, but, and then, you know, the week leading up to it, it got real intense and we had to make sure that we ate properly and, you know, take a shower and go out for a walk and get some fresh air. 
<laughs> he says all those things, but what I really had to do is make sure he slept. <laughs> he was walking huh. around with an hour sleep or two hours of a nap. That was the real issue of sleeping or lack thereof. So, well, Dave, hard, so, right? um, you know, all of this is about a a workshop that you facilitated during the five days called the New Normal. So maybe you could talk about that and we could, uh, you know, just a summary of, of what went on in the new normal. What is it about? Well, we did talk about the fact that we're going to see differences that we aren't going to return to. And I really think if you, you know, if we reach back into our history books, will remember hearing about the Victory Garden. And I had been in a Zoom chat about two weeks prior to our event. And one lady said that, you know, people are returning to starting their own gardens. But right now the seed companies are running out of seeds because instead of getting 60 or 80 orders a day, they're getting 1,000, 3,000 orders and they were running out of common vegetables. So, you know, this tells us a lot that we have to plan a little better for the emergencies. But it also, I see that we're holding it together with each other virtually. Those who take the extra time, we're, we're finding saying hello to people that maybe we only talk to once a year, but now we're checking in with them. You know, maybe they have an elderly parent they live with and, you know, their concern is whether the parent could catch the virus. So there's that aspect. And then there's the whole money thing because, again, everybody did this for free because we're all in the same boat. But we know that we have to go back to some kind of funding and financial aspect. And so people, you know, could put out a, a tip jar or a link. You know, we had no problem with that. But we see this as something that we could turn into a positive. Like I said before, we could have a virtual concert where you could say, I'd like to go, you know, I'll give you 10, 15, whatever dollars, and we'll send you the link, and then you can check it out live when it happens, and then if we record it, we'll give you access to the YouTube video so you can have it, you know, to cherish. Um, because right now we're creating a level playing field where, the big conglomerates and the billionaires and the, you know, they're not making the money the way they were because the world came to a halt. And we're learning that we don't need the medicines that we did. We're, you know, we're learning all these different aspects where we are creating a new online economy. We're taking back, you know, we're taking it back. We can have small meetings of four people or 20 people in a zoom conference is private we can discuss things that we want to, um, and we don't have to be in the same room to do it. Yeah, it's limitless, really. It just requires your own imagination and creativity on how you want to forge forward with, you know, potential service or an online service or how you want to reinvent your service. I mean, we, a lot of us, we were all like, you know, live gig economy. So, you know, I definitely, as you do too, we, you know, we're not able to do events, so, you know, or anything. So it's just a matter we're of also very, waiting out. We're also very yeah. sorry. We're also just, very we're proud that we now. pushed people to do things beyond their comfort zone. So people who yeah. had never 
played their guitar live on Facebook were doing it, and they tested it one or two times before and, you know, got got their angle, camera, and all that right. And now they said, thank you, Cheryl, thank you, Dave, because I know I can do that now. So they're going live now, you know, they've already gone live at least once since then, and they can earn money from their house. I mean, imagine your concert. When you came to the barn, it took you hours to set it up and a boatload of equipment. And here you're doing it where you live in your own studio, basically. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, but it's still not the same. I mean, for me, I'm a live guy. I've been performing for 30 years. You know, for me, for me, yoga, we have that term called sadhana, which is the practice. Whatever we do is a spiritual practice. Setting up the barn is a spiritual practice to me. There's no anger. There's no, not, oh, it's so tough. No, it's, it's all beautiful to me, even the breakdown, because it's part of just like getting on the yoga mat. To me, it's finding the right balance now that we can't do the live event, which is fine. I, I, I'm not, man, I'm so grateful that I have like a, a, a tiny home set up because I've been mobile, as you know, for five years after my apartment fire. And so the timing of me actually having a roof over my head two months before the pandemic hit, that is a miracle. God's epic love and proportion. You know, I I celebrate gratitude for that, and I'm just like enjoying exactly being able to just slow down, be in one place for the first time in five years, and yeah, and be able to explore some semblance of an online thing. Um, but yeah, no, it, for me, it's it's just finding the right balance. I think that's what everybody's trying to do for themselves, you know. But I'll, you know, I'm a live guy, and you know, the minute like we can get like some outdoor, maybe some small people over here where I'm at and do some outdoor concerts with social distancing, I'm going to, you know, try to make sure that we can at least responsibly and, and safely, you know, still be able to do little things like that. But just to supplement both sure. online and, and, you know, gradually get back. So, yeah, no, I miss the work. It's, it's like my gym workout, all that lugging of equipment and setting it up, break it down like going to gold's gym. <laughs> Well, I think Cheryl can me. I mean, tell her side. Yeah. Of the, I think Cheryl yeah, can go tell ahead. her side of the story, but we came down to Florida because she owns a condo here, but we came down for our honeymoon, and we weren't planning to be back until around May 1st. This weekend would have been our first gig would have been Friday. Another one would have been today. Another one tomorrow. And People ask us how we're doing. We're still on our honeymoon. Hey, we have each other. I'm cooking more. Of course, we took time out to do a five-day festival. (laughs) It's an odd thing to do on your honeymoon. Only five days. (laughs) Yeah. Only five days. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Only five days. Well, you know, what we were going to do was plan for September. So right. it was a, a very high speed. You know, everything about us is high speed. So we basically all of a sudden turned around and went, okay, we're, we're going to get this done. And we had less than a month to get everything planned and everything done in very close quarters. And for newlyweds, it was, um, you know, it's a challenge. This is our first time really working together full time, 24-7, 
uh, you know, for weeks and, and everything. So we came out of it. It's a great thing to do for a honeymoon, actually. We know everything about each other. You're closer now than ever before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's well, you know what? Yeah. We're not close enough. There were times where I had something on my computer screen and I needed to share it to her. And my choices were to send it in an email or in a chat. When, when, uh, sometimes I would just say, Cheryl, come over and look at my screen. This is what it should look like or this is what I'm seeing. Because, you know, I wish I could just, like, take it and with a magic wand, whoop, and there it would be over to her side of the office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you well, guys did a great really thing. And it was, yeah, and it was smart how you just had everybody who was kind of responsible for what they were doing, either Facebook Live link or their own Zoom room. So it made it less work for you to coordinate, like, with the Unite thing because it was such a hugely, you know, big production company. Everything was funneled through one broadcast center, which would have been chaos if you tried to pull off that, right? I mean, you were it was smart of you to make sure that you just everybody had their own their own Zoom and their own Facebook so you just kind of manage the organization of the schedule so then you hope everybody would start and you can get yeah, everything would just flow so that that was awesome to just do that because it just was less work for you in that sense and then seeing what they had to do because they were managing live segments and and pre-recorded stuff because it was just the, the nature of the beast where some live especially the music stuff or certain kind of things it just when you're working with other people in a collaborative sense Talking's not bad. You can do the live stream talking Zoom thing pretty pretty efficiently with a decent connection. It's it's you know it's like we talked about earlier the music thing and the latency and the rhythms getting off just because of the time delay. You know that's that's always the thing. So I like I said I just I had no just not not jealous of the amount of work that they had to do right to to make sure that everything was kind of flowing from one segment to the next to the next from live to a pre-tape to a live. To, I mean that I'm. I'm just – what you did was brilliant because that, that's something that just makes it a little bit more um, – flow, flow, flows and it's less of a headache. Well, we did it on – Yeah, track. our first you thought – we... uh, this... Go ahead. Somebody. No, you show. Somebody go. <laughs> <laughs> our first thought is it was that we were going to do everything on Zoom, and I looked at Dave. I said – that's like 20 oh. hours a day. We're around the world. I said, how are we going to manage Zoom 20 hours a day between the two of us? And, stuff. and he said, well, we manage a festival physically. I said, yeah, it's a little different than sitting in front of a Zoom board. So that's why we decided on that, that everybody could take responsibility for their own production. You know, oh, yeah. we just coordinate and you know, market and do all of that. So what came out of that, though, we, we haven't really spoken about what the result of that whole thing is. And, and actually, it was Alan Ritter that helped us put this together or come up with the idea. And we've gone from touchmotherearth.com, which is basically our events and festivals, to an actual production company which will be on touchmotherearth.org. And uh, that leeway basically was becoming a live streaming production company. And what we're planning for the future are certain shows. So, for example, uh, Dave is going to do a weekly uh, cooking show, 
and we'll do a drumming circle once a week and and our own act, which is uh, Belly Laugh, Drum and Dance uh, without an audience, which that was difficult. (laughs) We didn't know when they were going to laugh. We looked at each other. So, um, you know, we'll do that once a week as an example. And uh, we'll have earth-oriented, you know, topic once a week. And so right now we're putting together the production on certain shows that we will have, which will include, you know, live music. And, and of course, I'll do something spiritual and a channeling. Um, and, we'll, you know, people will teach certain things and we'll have guests every week, um, a guest that will come into those shows. So we're really excited about that. Thank you, Alan. Helping us so the other thing, the other thing that pops into the other thing that pops into my head is um, you've got all this material uh, that was you know just presented at the festival, uh, which is quote unquote pre-recorded, and every other talk that uh, is out there that can be broadcast uh, on your quote unquote television station. Uh, so you have a, a a massive amount of uh, quote unquote stuff that's in the can already. Yeah, we have good archives, and you know, like Cheryl said, we could have Wednesday night could be spiritual night, and we could rerun one of these as well. Or it could just be yes, cut absolutely. mother. We do have can we have years of, of festival um footage. Yeah, I mean like once a month you could just do like a you know, a touch mother earth, you know, keeping keeping the keep the spirit alive kind of thing where you just kinda do an episode that oh, keeps yeah. the you know Absolutely. And, yeah, and then put yeah. all the marketing yeah, we, that's at the last Wednesday of every month. It's Touch Mother Earth Night, and so you can get some sort of, even just like an hour or half hour, just something that is an archive piece or something that shares the spirit of it. And that could be going from now until next June. Yep, leading up to the actual festival itself. Yeah. Yes, which may not be this September, might be a year later. But depending you know on how the world and I grew a lot. Cheryl and I really grew. We learned our strengths of working together. What, um, you know, we took each took a different part of it, and we made it into a cohesive whole. You know, there were certainly like she's she's our webmaster, and you know, I do a little more of the schmoozing with the clients, as they would say, um, or just you know, fielding questions, things that required a phone call. I would take on and. She would do some more of the promo and the design layout, and then we both together work on things that required visual and, and editing and all. We'd each, you know, contribute to that. So we learned a lot about one another, and it really strengthened our relationship. It, it really did. And not only that, it, it gave us, um, you know, a new I don't know, focus to our relationship that we didn't really know before how we would work off of each other. And that building that team together 
I swear, it's the best thing you can do at a honeymoon. It really brings you, you know, into <laughs> focus. And, and, and I don't know about the best thing, but <laughs> it, it, it really builds that foundation that you need for a marriage. It, 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 it really is a foundation builder. Alan, we thank you for hosting us here. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's really so cool with uh, with this group. I was, you know, gonna say, well, I'll prompt you to say what comes next, and Cheryl just said, well, I think we should move on and talk about what's next. <laughs> oh boy! Oh my goodness! Uh, thank you all. Uh, I, I, I truly believe that, um, this circumstance that we find ourselves in is, it's always a huge gift. And what this has caused us to, uh, realize is that, um, we already have all the power that we need. And we already have all of the bandwidth and all of the uh, stage uh, access that we need. And now it's just a matter of, uh, quote, unquote, hard work. But we don't have we aren't we aren't denied access. We have all of the tools. And it's just a matter of uh, whether what we bring to market finds a market. And sure, that's all there is to it. Absolutely. Well, so, Alan, thank you so work. much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all. Thank you, thank you, Cheryl. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, uh, Dalian. Thank you, Christine, for listening. And thank you uh, very much, Santa. Uh, thank you all for being on. And uh, we are... Uh, in all of our ways, we're going to continue to support this. I, I hope that we are all uh, co-collaborating co- uh, on Touch Mother Earth and through Touch Mother Earth Productions uh, and learning like crazy and uh, just moving this on as, as we would really like to do. Thank you. So cool. Thanks, Alan. Namaste. Namaste. Thanks, Dan. You're welcome. Sleep tight. Good night. And thank you. Good night. Bye, Alex. Thanks for listening to the Spiritual Unity Radio Network. Join us seven nights a week for exciting programming covering a variety of expressions of faith. And remember... All manifestations of the divine are equally valid.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.